0: Warning, this podcast is intended for adult audiences only. We discuss sex and sexual relationships in a frank and open manner. We are not marriage and family therapist or sex therapist, and the content provided is for informational and entertainment purposes only. If you are under the age of 18 or do not wish to hear explicit discussions about sex and sexual relationships or adult language, then you shouldn't listen any further. But if you are, well, grab your seat, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode
1: of The Accidental Swingers.
2: If we thought that ice tinkling was bad.
1: Yeah, I know. I ice tinkling sounds dirty. <laughs> (laughs)
2: Everything sounds dirty to us. I know. As I'm looking across the microphone at you, my dear.
1: Thank you.
3: (laughs) 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 Oh, goddamn. Why were we not recording? We we are recording. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, that's going in an audiogram.
4: (laughs)
0: We're Marina and Tristan, a long-time married professional couple in our early 50s. Kids, dogs, cats, vacations at Disney World, you know, the whole nine yards. But in 2018, we decided, after years of kind of talking about it, to live a non-monogamous lifestyle.
2: But it wasn't that easy, was it? No, it wasn't. You see, we sort of accidentally started swinging.
0: Yeah, we did. And we found our story so humorous and fun that we decided to record and chronicle our journey for ourselves so that we could go back and listen to our adventures.
2: And boy, have we had some adventures. Yeah, we have. In the last few years, we've found that we really love this lifestyle that we've chosen. And it's not only strengthened our marriage, but it's also helped us to grow both as individuals and as a couple.
0: And as we began to go back and listen to our recordings, we realized that others may really benefit from listening to and hearing about our mistakes and our very candid discussions about what we were going through and experiencing.
2: We talk about and we laugh about. We laugh a
0: lot. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, we do. We laugh about the mistakes that we've made, the crazy things that we've experienced, and the exciting things that have happened to us.
0: But we also talk very openly and honestly about the tough times, the emotional landmines and pitfalls we had to navigate, some rougher than others.
2: So we thought that we'd create this podcast so that others may gain some perspective or some insight and maybe even learn a lesson or two about what to do and what not to do in their own journeys.
0: And basically, you'll join us on our journey in real time because we will include excerpts of our recordings. Some will be quick outtakes, others will be longer conversations about what we were going through or experiencing at that time.
2: So grab a drink
0: or settle into your seat if you're driving.
2: Relax, sit back and join us as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call
0: The, the Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Well, hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome. Accidental Swingers podcast,
2: episode number 36. Welcome to episode number 36.
0: Here we go. We're ready. We're excited because you know what we're doing. I'm not sure.
2: (laughs) No, I do know. But but you tell me.
0: We are getting ready to head to Naughty in New Orleans, where we decided to record one more episode before Mm -hmm. we head out, and we'll release this right before Naughty, so that you guys are like basically on the cusp right as we're getting ready to go. So it's been a lot of fun leading up to heading out there. We've been doing a Discord group. We have a free Discord group for Mm -hmm. listeners that have joined us, and gosh, how many people do we have in that group now? About...
2: 78.
0: Yeah, so almost 40 couples. Yeah. Probably it is around 40 Yeah, because not all of them have both. Right. Yeah. People in. And it has been so fun. <laughs> yeah. And people are in there chatting. We've got a ladies group because, you know, I love my ladies groups. And actually, the ladies group was very active even before the main group kind of kicked in because mm-hmm. all the women, we were all chit-chatting about the incredibly important stuff, which I can't share, but it might have been things like luggage. <laughs> and I was about deodorant to... <laughs> but other than that it's been really hot and sexy
2: I was about to disclose my semi but then that just dropped again <laughs> when, it was, when the luggage came up
0: you don't know what we're hauling in our luggage why do you think we need to carry lots of luggage there's lots of goodies yeah, in there true. see you don't no, know it's just,
2: it just all the ladies together kind of uh, got me oh, a little excited I see yes yeah. so we've we had have some incredibly sexy ladies and we do yeah yeah Incredibly sexy couples in this in this group.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun meeting. We can't
2: wait to meet everybody in person.
0: Right. We've been meeting them. We've been having group calls. Everybody's getting to know each other. So we decided we would do, when we get there, we're going to do a, an unofficial meet and greet at one of the bar takeovers mm-hmm. on Wednesday when we get there. So everybody can kind of come and meet each other because we've been talking together for over a month now. And so we're all going to get together and then we're doing an extra special VIP party Mm -hmm. treating our listeners who are also in our private community that are going to be in naughty New Orleans. We're going to treat them to something nice. Yeah. Yeah, so a little group get-together there. Super fun. If you guys missed this, or if you're planning on going to Naughty in New Orleans last, next year after listening to all the fun that we've had getting ready, and you'll hear what we did when we're get when we there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, we will be having a Discord group or some kind of a chat group next right. year also. And,
2: and a link on our website to uh, to purchase your tickets.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. So For
2: 2023.
0: That's right. So if you do that, it doesn't cost you any extra. It is an affiliate. Link for us, but that money actually is what helps treat our community members to (laughs) their VIP
2: party.
0: (laughs) So it all goes back.
2: It's passed through. It
0: all goes back to our Mm -hmm. listeners one way or another. But yeah, so that's a super great way to do that too. So, yes, if you're interested in going to Nadia New Orleans, check that out on our website. That would be great. What else before we get going? Oh, yeah, we're going to be busy when we're there. That's right. Yeah, we have, we're getting together with other podcasters. Mm-hmm. Super cool. We're going to do a podcaster meet and greet. Nadia is sponsoring a, a podcaster meet and greet. And then we're also doing a panel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When the workshops and the classes, we're doing a panel on sex positive podcasting. Yes. So that'll be really fun. And then what else are we doing?
2: We're actually teaching four workshops.
0: We are. We're teaching four workshops as part of our Swinky Life.
2: Crew. Crew. (laughs) I don't know what exactly we're called. I
0: I call it our project. It's a project. It is. I call it our Swinky Life project. But So in case you haven't been following us on social media or haven't listened to any of our podcasts, I guess now is the time to officially introduce our other half
2: yeah well people you know people who have listened to us know them from episodes 11 25 and 29 and then of course (laughs) we're all over Instagram yes but um, I don't think we've actually like talked at length about them I know in our podcast
0: but they're sitting right here so we really can't talk at length about
2: them it's gonna gonna start getting awkward (laughs) it is
0: although I have my head turned so I can't see them so (laughs) So that means we're not here (laughs) (laughs) that's right so don't say anything that we wouldn't say if they weren't sitting right here in front okay. of us okay that's important
2: that, yeah. that, 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 that's a pro tip right there
0: <laughs> well and also on our after parties is what mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah, say. they're
2: if, in all of our after parties right, we, it's because always we, the four of us yeah, yeah sitting around talking about yeah. whatever the crazy shit we, we did the night before yeah. yeah
0: so uh ladies and gentlemen we're going to officially introduce you to our what are we what did we say we're going to call them
2: we are in open swinging poly quad there you go yes i think that that pretty well describes it
4: we have an official title <laughs> oh, now <laughs> yay yeah <laughs> thank you guys so
3: welcome
0: <laughs> welcome to the podcast oh, phoenix well, fire you. and crimson dragonfly thank you. our other half Our Other Significant Others.
2: Yes. Yes. We are glad to be here.
0: Yes. So it's kind of our official introduction to introduce everybody to you two as... Tristan said everybody knows a little bit about our relationship in the sense that we're in all, most of our pictures all together and everything <laughs> on social media. But the reason we thought it'd be fun to come and talk about our relationship and what we're doing and our vision with Swinky Life, because it all revolves around Nadia New Orleans. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Because in 2019, that's where we all met. That's right. where it all began. It's where it <laughs> it's all scene of crime. That's right. And as a matter of fact, super fun. <laughs> Tristan went back and he found the raw audio oh that, that we
3: recorded.
0: <laughs> we recorded <laughs> after we met you guys that talks about us
2: meeting you. Oh,
0: so this should be fun.
2: There <laughs> hang on, there is but there is a fleeting reference oh. in episode eight when we talk about
3: Oh, that's oh, what, yes. That at the couple. pool party, the couple, <laughs>
2: and then that naked couple, that naked and then the other naked couple. The other naked, couple. The other
3: couple. <laughs> naked couple. Well,
2: that you're one of those us. naked couples. <laughs> I, we're not, I'm not sure which, but
0: <laughs> I think they were the naked couple with the other naked couple. I think, yeah, so. I think yeah. they were the yes. naked couple. Yes. So funny that we did not even realize that that's who that was until we started. Doing all of yeah. this. Like, we had met and been together for a while as we were, our relationship, our quad relationship was growing, and the podcast all started. And we get to episode eight, and we were like, holy shit. Oh, well, that's, that's them. them. <laughs> we met them a year before. We had a smattering, a, a, just a, an inkling of maybe we did. We mm. couldn't quite remember. Right. And uh, I, I
2: think in this audio, we even say that. that yeah, we like, think did we, met we met them me, in I 2018. Maybe we did.
0: Maybe we did. Yeah. But we didn't really remember. <laughs>
2: What well, a y'all just a year years makes. away. So memorable.
1: Timing was not right. It was not. Y'all y- weren't ready yes. for us, let's just say.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: <laughs> what did you say? I don't remember. You said
0: what a difference a year makes. Oh, was. what
4: a difference a year makes. <laughs> Too <late> now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we have this audio, and so we thought it would be really fun to go ahead and play this, because this is what we do here Mm -hmm. at the Accidental Swingers podcast, is we play some field audio that we have, if we have it, and we happen to have this, so... We are, and
2: we are jumping ahead chronologically in our story.
0: Right. Because this is 2019. Yeah, this
2: But is... we've, you know, the last couple, we've bent some rules the last couple of, well, actually we don't have rules. We've expanded Balance. some boundaries the last couple of episodes by <laughs> compressing several months into a couple of episodes. And so this is part of that. This is, you know, the, the continuation of that. And so what we're going to listen to is audio that we recorded about July 2019 right. in Naughty in New Orleans. Right. Alright, let's listen to it. Okay. So
0: we did workshop, dinner, meet and greet. So we're at the meet and greet and we're meeting everybody. So that's when we meet.
5: Phoenix. Yeah. Crimson.
2: Right. Finally. We were talking to you and I were talking to Phoenix. first. And, and Crimson. It was off. And so the just three of us were talking and then she came up and then and so then I really then I met her for the first time. Right. And we started talking and then we kinda of paired off and we were talking, you
4: and Phoenix. Were
2: talking. And we're talking and talking and talking. And people are leaving. <laughs> yeah. And I look over and our dates, <laughs> we are sitting at a table waiting for us while we're talking to Phoenix. And it's Crimson. The, uh, and at some point I said, and I, so then I became aware of that. And I said to you at one point, our, our dates are over
3: there. Kind of, we need to <laughs> we have to go.
2: Yeah, we have to go. Because <laughs> it, was, it was starting to get awkward, probably for them. Yeah. And, and so, because um, there was nobody left in the bar, it's just them waiting for yeah, us Yeah, because and people the,
0: had left yeah, to go
2: to the, the, the bar. bayou. Yeah, because yeah, the thing. buses had left. and yeah,
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's so funny. I forgot yeah.
2: about that. Yeah. So that was yeah. our first time meeting.
4: Phoenix.
0: crimson. Right. So Phoenix. crimson. Live not far from us. 15 miles maybe. Yeah. And we had messaged them back and forth. Even or, last
2: year at New yeah. Orleans. and Prior to New Orleans. And then, yeah. yeah. And even yeah. like the last night last year when you and I were at, at the carousel. Oh, that's right. They he were, said. He, yes. He come, texted and said, come, come meet, meet us, us at, at Colette's. Colette's. Yeah. And anyway. we had, we hadn't. I mean, we, we
0: hadn't had, met them. Think, we didn't. I, know I think who they we met were. them
2: kind of in passing at the pool party. Uh,
0: I uh, don't remember at all.
2: I think we did, but I'm not sure. Mm.
0: I think you're right. I think you're but right. But we had baby. just we met,
2: did. and so we were.
0: Yeah, we were laser all, focused. Yeah. On yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so so bizarre that the four of us were totally immersed in each other, so much so that everybody else left and whatever we, we didn't even notice, notice
2: everybody leaving.
0: And so, because so, you were talking to her and I was talking to him, uh-huh. and it was yeah. And so he and I had an instant immediate connection and it was like this is crazy and so he's like i can't believe that i haven't met you before oh my god i know you know he's like this i can't, we should have met and i'm like nah we were meant to meet now this is better whatever for whatever reason he's like whoa and i'm like yeah no it's all good so it was really interesting and we do still talk about the fact like that is kind of crazy but that the timing just obviously wasn't Right. Like, how could we not have met them? And you're right. We probably did meet them. We've actually probably been in the same places as them.
2: Oh, I've seen them on guest guest lists. I've seen them them on guest lists. Yeah. I I remember one time seeing, I even I think you even said something. We did.
0: I think, yeah, I think we messaged, hey, we're going to be there. Find us if you're, we look like our picture and crickets. Right. So interesting. (laughs) So, yeah. So that was a, that's an important piece of the puzzle. Mm Mm-hmm. So we met.
5: Phoenix. Crimson. So
0: then we went up. So our dates were waiting for us <laughs> while we were
2: talking to others.
0: Yeah, but we saw. Yeah, so we went to the phone party. That was the phone party. Yes. And um, so somehow though at the phone party, so yeah, so we met. Crimson.
5: But we saw crimson. Phoenix.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: How did that happen?
2: All I remember is I was going to. The bar to get a beer, and I saw her, and she said, "Where are you going?" or something like that. And I said, "I'm going to get a beer. Would you like something?" All right. So we were on Friday. Friday, we went to. Oh no, right. we we started talking about phone party. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I was going yeah. to. Okay. The, I was going to get a beer, and crimson. So yeah, crimson. Basically, started kissing me.
5: Right.
2: And we stood there for like 45 minutes making out. So, and yeah, at some so point, like, and I don't remember where, but. You, you wound up topless. Yeah,
0: Phoenix told me to take my top, and I wound or, up,
2: you know, and I wound, I,
0: I pulled it down because we were in the sun Well, then in
2: we then boots. we like put our no, and you wound up just completely topless.
0: No, I and, hadn't pulled it down, but okay.
2: Well, I thought you were well, whatever, and then and I took my shirt off too, and so you know, and, and Crimson was wearing a thong and nothing more, a thong and a hat.
0: She had a she had a thing a band a band yeah, of, but then that wound she, up yeah, that was gone too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Phoenix. She was wearing a bathing suit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I made nice. out with her for like at least forty five minutes. And, yeah. and, and just you know, right in the middle of everything. And yeah. people were, people were milling around us, bumping into us. One guy came up to me at one point, I have no idea who it was, and whispered in my ear, You are one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> lucky motherfucker or something i was a lucky something and then i kind of i just went uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> not, I didn't even look i just nodded, just nodded and said uh-huh with, my, with her tongue in my mouth <laughs> but we just and so i just said to myself i'm gonna keep i'm not gonna stop until mm-hmm. she stops uh-huh. and at one point then i started fingering her and you know she her mouth was right next to my ear and she was coming and she came a couple of times and i could feel her you know contracting and it was hot as shit and it was all you know, in the
0: middle of the foam in the middle party. of the foam part there's
2: foam all over us and you know there, i'd get a big <laughs> burst of foam and she would wipe it off and she was wearing glasses sunglasses uh-huh. and so well, we were wiping foam off of each other and it was just really fucking hot and i looked over and i saw you with phoenix and your you know, topless and he's fingering you, yeah. I can tell, you know, and, and I could see him like hard fingering yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so that was hot. And yeah. We got yelled at. Yeah. We didn't get yelled at. But we then, did. We yeah. got yelled at twice. Well, you took his dick out too, didn't you?
0: Well, I didn't quite take it out. It was sticking out at the top of his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I may have pulled his shorts down a smidge <laughs> just to have a little bit more access to yeah. said protruding penis, but Yeah. We got yelled at twice hmm. and I said, we're going to be asked to leave if we don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we made out and talked and made out and talked and felt each other up also the entire time, the 45 minutes oblivious to everything, yeah. except for then I look up and was standing right there, mm-hmm. like
2: two people away from yeah. me. And I had never seen. And then, so then what, for how I forget how we all disengaged, but for um, two
0: seconds, Yeah.
2: Well, no, and and, and like when when that ended, and then you know I I don't even remember at that point how what happened. But then you pointed out to me because then we were were getting ready to leave because we oh because we were meeting. We oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They
0: they said yeah we were having dinner with them. Yeah. Happy Alex's again. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So the phone party was awesome.
3: The
0: phone
2: party was awesome.
0: So yeah, that was yeah that was pretty fucking amazing. That was Friday.
2: That was Friday afternoon, and then and then so then we then we. And then, um, so that Friday night. So that
0: was, so that was Friday. So then that we was wind dinner.
2: Up? How did we wind up? So we wind I up and. I
0: don't. Well, that was early. It so must have we... been early because then we went to Pat O'Brien's.
2: Oh, that's right. That was Friday
0: night also. That was Friday.
2: Yeah. Because it was Friday night that we all wound up in the group room.
0: But we had gone, we'd eaten dinner and gone home and changed. Yeah.
2: And then went back. Showered. And we must yeah, have. Yeah. Because we were. Because that
0: was Friday.
2: That was Friday. Because, yeah, it was phone party. Yeah. Felix's. Pat O'Brien's, I totally forgot yes. about that. was. We
0: went to Pat O'Brien's we And met we them. met
2: up with all We people. met
0: them at like six.
2: Because we had prearranged the twelve of us who were gonna pitch in and buy the big ass hurricane. Right. So we all met.
0: Like sort yeah. 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 So I don't know how we I don't know how we did all of that in one day.
2: We did but though. we did. It was all the same. It was so
0: all yeah. So dinner and then we met. And we did them leave, at we six. did have an early dinner. It was early, it was like four. It must yeah. have been
3: four. Because
0: yeah. we did yeah, so phone party and then oops and then dinner. Yeah, so we went home. We went back to the hotel. We changed. Mm -hmm. We yeah. We met. So then we met whoever was going. We didn't know exactly who was going at Pat O'Brien's for the big ass hurricane. We knew, Mm -hmm. and I think we knew Phoenix and Crimson. Phoenix texted me and said, "Yeah, I think that they were coming. They were
2: because you made a a spreadsheet for everybody who was coming."
0: Well, I didn't. uh, No, it was just people who were interested. could go back and look and see because okay. she really wanted to do the the big ass working yeah. so we ended up doing that so we met them there right uh-huh. yeah. We, yeah we we, we walked, walked separately, separately. yeah because yeah, they yeah so it was
5: phoenix crimson
2: um and us and the two of us yeah yeah, yeah. So, 12 of
0: us. yeah. yeah. so that was super fun mm-hmm. so that was crazy because we're in the patio of pat o'brien's and the cute birthday girl next to us they were taking a jumbo hurricane as well so it was very obvious and everybody was making out with everybody else and we did not hold back at that it was super fun though (laughs) it was really really fun yeah so we just kind of talked to everybody though and it's so interesting the people i talked to the least the entire time were. (laughs) Like I never really connected
3: yeah, with, I,
0: I... but that was a super fun, super fun time. And yep. And we chatted and we were there for about an hour and a half, yeah. I think about an hour yeah. and a half. So then we, uh, everybody decided to go to dinner. We were all leaving for dinner. Mm-hmm. They started parading out. Mm-hmm. The birthday girl stops me and asks me something about our lifestyle stuff. mm mm-hmm how does she get into the lifestyle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how does she do does... what we were all doing? <laughs> yes. So somehow she stopped me and we were the, we were kind of the last two mm-hmm. kind of walking out. So I chatted with her and I think I even gave her a card. You did. Yeah. I gave her my regular business card and said, you know, I'll, I have resources for you and things like that. And, how do I, she want to know how to. she even talked to her husband about it. And so I said, there's lots of resources and things. So we look up and everybody's gone by the time the five minutes or so that she's wanting to chat with me. So you and I were both like, man, we need to just fucking eat. So then somebody texted and they said, we're going over here and we're going to go get a table. We were like, we just need to eat.
2: Because we had eaten so early at Felix's and all we had at Felix's were oysters. Yeah. And so yeah, we, we just, were feeling it and we, you know, yeah, we, we needed, needed to eat. Yeah.
0: And we were supposed to get back together with now, at that point in time, had we made arrangements? To,
2: no. I think no. I think during. No. I think during. Uh, it's because at some point we concocted this orgy idea. Or somebody. Concocted yeah. Someone this said orgy we're idea.
0: all meeting in the playrooms. Yeah. To have basically sex. have
2: have yeah, a big orgy. Yeah.
0: We're all going to meet in the playrooms to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, which I was like, ah, oh, shit. You know, all right. That was that was going to be a new weird experience. So, anyway, so I don't think that that had quite come up yet, but maybe it has. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's I think all it blur. But you and I went to go eat. We all just said we're going to meet. We're going to meet up. Yeah. So they went to whatever restaurant they went to. You and I literally walked like two doors down and ducked into the very first place that had food. Yeah. And ate dinner. And then went back to the hotel and um, had to. Yeah. So where did we met them in the lobby? Mm -hmm. We met people in the lobby. Yeah. So Friday night. So we met them in the lobby and it ended up being us. And Phoenix and in
5: Crimson. Yeah, Some s*** dropped off.
0: Yeah, they dropped off and s*** s*** dropped off. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so we met them in the lobby, and then we all went up to the playrooms, and um, it's all kind of surreal if you think about it. Like a total buzz day. Like you just like maintained this drunk buzz yeah. the entire day.
3: Yeah,
2: I, just, I remember yeah, us so like, we went lo- searching the- and searching for a place where to yeah. accommodate all of us, and we
0: found one bed. And we knew there was a couple... So we went into the group room in the far corner and kind of commandeered a, a mattress. We figured we would do it, all eight of us, on one mattress. And, um, and so we started playing. So Phoenix and I started together, and I was next... Yeah, so we started, and so... Phoenix. Got up to get a condom, and... Jumped in. Phoenix. Still mad about that. Mm. <laughs> jumped in, because... I had talked about mm. being together forever. So that was nice. So... Mm. Fucked me. And was right next to me, and I, came I, over. I was, I was fucking You were fucking yeah. Yeah, I don't know who was Yeah, I was two. next to you. And, so, yeah, Phoenix. came over. She was getting fucked from behind. Phoenix. Must have been fucking her.
5: I
2: think he was, yeah.
0: I don't know where... Yeah, yeah No. It, or, you, or was
5: No, no, yeah, because... Crimson. Was with, um...
0: Yeah, so anyways, doesn't really matter. So, you know, so we were together. I started kissing, you know, like, sucking on my boobs. I remember that. And I kissed her, and then... She went off. I may have kissed me, too. I can't really remember. And then got up, finished. And then I don't think he was even cleared away from me before. Phoenix. (laughs) Swooped in. Grabbed me. Spun me around. And he's like, that's not happening again. I was thinking, you got cock-blocked. So, um, came up at one point in time. Never, hardly even. I don't know if if he was just assessing the situation and moved on. I have no idea. But everybody else kept rotating through, and I ended up with... Phoenix. The entire rest of the time. And I wound up
5: with... Crimson. The entire rest of the time. And you wound
0: up... Crimson. The rest of the time. And then everybody left, and I was still having sex with... Phoenix. And you were still having sex with... Crimson. And at this point, so then we had moved over, and I had come everywhere... I came a lot, and so we had moved off that original bed. You two were in the bed.
2: The back one. The yeah.
0: back one. Phoenix. And I had moved over one bed, and so that the one that we all had been on was clear, so staff came over to clean it up. Phoenix. And I were kind of right on the edge, and I heard the guy go, oh my god, this bed is sopping wet. <laughs> and so... Phoenix. I were just like... <laughs> wonder who that could have been he's like i was like good god you know and so like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but yeah we fucked them for a long time Mm -hmm. and we were so into like there could have been 500 people in that room standing around watching i wouldn't have noticed a one of them it was it was intense so phoenix we finally kind of pull up and he like looks around he's like everyone is gone we're like oh where did they go I don't know. Where did they go? I don't know. And he goes, Is that crimson? And I said, I don't know. I think so. And then he looks, he's like, No, I don't know if that's them or not. I said, I don't know. And there was like nobody. I don't even know what time it was. Was it? I don't know either. Two o'clock in the morning? I have no idea. I have no idea. So we got up. It was later. It, it was like, yeah, it was like one or two. So we got up to get our clothes. We finally finished. And your golf clothes were still there. And so he said, Well, they're, here's their clothes. And I said, Well, then that's probably them. And then you guys were you guys finished. So that was crazy and really neat and a super experience. And so it was this weird thing that I was very worried about at first. And it just seems like when you say you're going to have eight people together and you're all going to have sex. Well, the really, the reality is, is really, it's really just three guys besides your husband and then the women or whatever mm. it is. And so, I mean, it just, it seemed way more mm. weird than it actually was. It was great.
2: Yeah. There was it was not yeah, it it
0: really a good number, yeah, mm. wasn't the but that. I ended up playing only with two people. I mean, I didn't play with you and I didn't play. With, so it wasn't crazy, mm. but yeah. So then, um, so that was like really hot and really awesome and just amazing. <laughs> So then we were leaving, and... Venus. Crimson. ...said goodbye, and that's when we ran into... Oh, that's right.
5: That yes. was that night. Okay.
0: That was that night, and I was so tired, and we had been... Now, no wonder, thinking about it, holy shit, no wonder I was exhausted. Look at the day we'd had. I know. So poor... <laughs> ...who so desperately wanted to be with somebody. Yeah, he's a his, nice guy.
2: Yeah, he's a very nice guy, and his he's, wife is all fucking... And
0: then that's all she's interested in. And he... Found me and whatever, and I was just like, I just you know just want to go because I think at some point in time I'd said, well, if, you know, if I see it, because f- had messaged me or something about yeah that he was that he for was gonna be yeah him. looking for somebody and I said well we'll be up there and she's like really and I'm like well if, you know we're all we're gonna be up there or whatever so I think it was kind yeah, of he un- a, yeah he probably had a yeah or whatever but and not to say that he couldn't have jumped in if he'd been there. He could have jumped in if he had been there, because they we all knew each other. But so yeah, so I was exhausted. So we ended up leaving, and um, was ready to go get in bed. <laughs> and we did. So that was about two o'clock in the morning. So that was Friday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs>
2: good times,
3: huh? Good, oh very my, good yeah. times. <laughs> good oh memories. Golly. Good so those were the days. <laughs>
0: So when we listened to the clip and there's so much beeping with all the names because there were so many people, we decided that it would be so helpful for you guys for us to record our own names and add those in there so uh, you're welcome. <laughs> it adds such a great piece to the story. So now you know who was fucking who, who was with who, and then if there's a beep, it
4: wasn't one of us. It was right.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was somebody else
4: someone else in the revolving door team <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> so we just wanted oh. to play that audio because it is so fun to go back and hear obviously all the things we talk about it all the time about hearing us talk about what it was like in that moment and it's been three years yes yep. yeah
2: yeah what was the other thing that, that we really thought was hysterical about that audio what we, what we just referred to as swinger math.
3: Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I was going to wait and get to that, but we can uh, talk about
0: it now. No, it's totally fine. So <laughs> I wanted to point out at the very end clip there. So we were talking about having group sex in the group room at Naughty in New Orleans. So let's be clear. I, we had never done anything like that right. before. And I was really nervous. And we probably say it earlier in the clip, but because there's so much and we just use these pieces. But I was so nervous And I didn't know what it was going to be like. And I'd put a lot of anxiety on myself about this because originally it we was supposed to be maybe six couples. Mm-hmm. I think we're, there were supposed mm-hmm. to be six of six couples, mm-hmm. like twelve people. Yeah, yeah. That was
2: the plan was six of, yeah. Right. And so
0: so I was I was anxious.
2: So,
0: <laughs> so marina math, when I realized it later, <laughs> it's really only three other men besides my husband. How hard is well, so that? So two be? so two
2: couples yeah, two couples <laughs> dropped off. And so it was just eight of us. Yeah. And so but yeah, it was really only three other dudes other than me. See how easy that was. So doable.
0: (laughs) So what was I even worried about? (laughs) You got this, girl. I got it. So much so that Phoenix got caught. (laughs) In the middle of the whole process.
4: Had to wait in line. You did. Take a number.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in listening to that, I had no idea that we had not all planned to meet at the phone party. In my mind, it's so fresh that, because yeah, that's where we weird, I mean, really. Guys it was that's just random that mm-hmm. we all. Right, but that's saw where everything kind of solidified. Mm-hmm. And in hearing the story back, I, I thought we had said we'll meet at the phone party from the night before, was when we met at the meet and greet. Right. And then that was the next day that was the phone party and we're doing the, the hurricane at Pedos and everything like that. Yeah, so I had no idea. I thought we had, already, we had all talked about that. So running into each other again mm-hmm. at yeah. that time.
2: Magical moments, right? right. Apparently right. it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess so.
2: so. That's why <clears throat> we love I, the thank phone party. <laughs> right, yeah. And I just, I, so I as we were listening to that, it kind of spurred some memories. And you talk about you, Phoenix, being cock-blocked. So the woman that you were originally fucking, who was sucking Marina's Boobs. She went back. Her husband mm-hmm. was fucking um, crimson at first. And then when he was done, then she went in with you. That's right. The two of us. And that's when I was finishing with the, the woman. So as soon as I saw you open up, basically, uh-huh. I was I was watching. <laughs> I was fucking her from behind and I was watching Marina because I always do. Right. And, but I was watching you for you to open up. And so as soon as, you know, that's when I... <laughs> Back there, you do, you do. And so she was <laughs> starting to kiss you, and I got in there, and I, <laughs> I just started. Yeah, I, I pussy blocked her big time. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever talked about that. No, I don't
0: think we have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he remembered that when he was listening to. (laughs) So
4: there was a lot of vying for position going on. Yeah. In your first group sex experience, I knew Uh, what I wanted, and I apparently (laughs) me.
0: uh, Well, apparently we all knew what we wanted because here we are, three Three years years
4: later. later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there were four other people in the way, and we just had to keep (laughs) navigating around them. (laughs) <laughs> we had a, have, we, had, no, we no, had a great we time. We had a great time. Awesome so, I mean, time. we're joking about it was, yeah, this. It was an yeah. amazing. So, that was the our first
2: night group experience. Awesome. And that was fucking amazing.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. it was. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Because prior to that, you know, we'd only been with like just another couple at a time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, we're single. So, mm-hmm. either three or four of us. And so, eight. Well, originally, it was going to be 12. <laughs> right. And that was a little anxiety provoking for yeah, me as well. That's a lot. Yeah. But I think eight's kind of the perfect number. It was good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a
5: lot, yeah, was a lot yeah.
0: yeah. and when we listened back and before this had tried to recreate the timeline in our heads, we were like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, that was one day and then the hurricane drink was the next day and then the phone party was the next day and then the thing, wait, no, that doesn't add was, up and it turned out it's all the same fucking day. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. We
2: packed a lot into that day and actually, we're referring to things that we won't get to right, in our right. podcast for a few more episodes. Right, but, but yeah. it was, it was but, a jam-packed day. <laughs> the So this is how naughty in new orleans goes and this is why it's so amazing
1: and it was so organic too it yeah. just kind of flowed i mean we, we didn't have plans except that, for going to the foam party
2: <laughs> yeah
1: it was amazing
2: yeah and this is uh, among I, I many reasons yeah. why naughty in new orleans is just you know holds a special place in our hearts it's an amazing yeah. amazing event and we are so excited to be going back
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and we've been waiting a long time
2: Yes, we uh, have. Yes. We yeah.
3: All, yeah, we yes. were all
0: slated to go last year and that mm-hmm. fell through. So if you go back and read our Instagram, So that was three <laughs>
2: years ago.
3: Yes.
0: Wow.
2: So how have we been in the last three years? I mean, mm-hmm. COVID notwithstanding, how have we been?
0: As in the four, our yeah. quad, yeah. our little poly quad open swinging relationship thing.
2: Yeah, whatever, <laughs> the, whatever uh, the label <laughs> is
0: that you want to put on it. <laughs>
2: however many sentences you can string together right. to describe <laughs> what we do.
0: So we don't, we haven't really talked about it very much because we didn't want to scare people mm-hmm. and say, this is what happens, because it doesn't happen. Right, it doesn't happen. And we talk about it often that it's that we caught lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. that right. four people can get along the way that we do and have a relationship the way that we do and value it the way that we do, that we've created a life together. Mm-hmm. And part of that is what we're doing now.
2: And what are we doing now?
0: Well, we in part of our journey of all this stuff that's happened, we created this project that we talk about. And now is the time where we're going to start talking about it a little bit more. And you guys will start, our listeners will start to see it a little bit more. But it's our Swinky Life project. And actually, I'm going to let Phoenix talk about how we kind of came up
4: with this. So I am not the greatest historian, so I might get some of the minor details wrong. But as our relationship evolved... We discovered rapidly that I have a great love for some kinky stuff, particularly rope play and impact play. And you had some exposure and some curiosity. And so as our relationship evolved, we explored some of that together. And in doing that, we started to talk a lot about how we would have thought that all swingers would have been just like 100% into kink. It would just be like a perfect match. And that's not true. That's not true at all, we found out. A lot of swingers look at kinky behavior and kinksters in general very poorly. And we also came to understand through some interesting experiences, especially Crimson Dragonfly and I, through some of our conversations with people that we knew in the kink community, that the same thing happens there. They look at swingers in a very negative way. As we began to have these conversations with people on both sides of that difference, we began to develop what we thought was an understanding of why these communities oftentimes don't play well together. And we thought that was just a fucking shame. Mm-hmm. So we were, let's see, we were on a cruise. No, kayaking. Kayaking? That was, oh, it was, our, yeah, that we we was a trip. Kayak, wasn't yeah. the paddle okay. okay, so we were kayaking. We'd gone kayaking for a weekend. We're kayaking down the river. We are still in a boat on the water with alcohol. <laughs> that right. was the main yeah. point. Yeah. And we're talking about this. So basically you described... A lot of our weekends <laughs> <laughs> over this, the last three years. This particular one,
2: though, <laughs> this particular yes. this conversation one. broke out. Yeah, and this
4: conversation broke on. This was early on. Yeah, it was early on. Yeah, yeah, we got here quickly yeah, and. We were talking about this. We were talking about the fact that this difference exists. And in that conversation, we began talking about kink 101 classes that we had attended at events. And the fact that they weren't very good was, was the bottom line, that the people who were trying to explain to swingers why kink would be great weren't explaining it in ways that were communicating it well. And we thought someone should do a much better job of that. And who better than us?
0: <laughs> Being so smart and clever as we are. <laughs> and humble. Don't forget <laughs> <Yeah>. humble. <laughs> yes.
4: And so we came up with this idea. And then we were kicking around names. And so it's like kink, swing, swink, swinky. And so swinky life evolved out of that conversation that day on the river.
0: Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was, and not all swingers think kingsters are no, crazy. Not, right. not, not all, all. Right. think some, swingers some are like crazy. Some like us but, play yeah. well
4: in both camps.
0: Right. And what we wanted to do was be able to help the people who were on the edge of looking at, into those both camps to be able to cross make, over, make that leap, right? To make it, yeah, exactly. To make that leap. So we decided that would it be worth it? Could we find a way that we could do something that would be a little bit different? That would be a better way, perhaps, to introduce folks or different workshops or classes or mm-hmm. whatever all that entailed. And that that's kind of where it just all started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was things- what, about four months into our
4: relationship. Yeah, was, I think four mm-hmm. or yeah, five November, months. Yeah, that's
3: when we. The- yeah we
4: went and in and in comparing our ideas with what we had experienced in other places, the things that we really wanted to make sure we accomplished we wanted to stay focused because a lot of those conversations and classes we'd been to kind of lost focus and became rambling, and we wanted to make sure that we presented our information in a way that was not scary. We wanted to make it approachable and fun. It doesn't have to be all about pain or humiliation or degradation. none of that has to be involved. We wanted to bring it to people at a level where it felt like something that would fit in with what they were already doing. And we wanted to teach it in such a way that when someone leaves one of our workshops, they have enough information that they could immediately run back to their room and start playing and have an idea of what they're doing and be safe and be fun.
0: And when we came up with the idea of doing this, part of the draw of it was that, and as our listeners know, and they probably, some of them may know about you guys also. So Tristan and I came in, obviously, to the lifestyle through the swinger side. And as we've talked about, actually episodes 34 and 35 talk a lot about how we started to begin to open up ourselves to experience in some kink things because we were broadening those horizons. But initially, those were a hard stop for us. Right. There, That was the only thing that we said we would not do was like kink or BDSM because we didn't know any differently. We mm-hmm. didn't know. We felt it was going to yeah. be pain and degradation and stuff like that. What people may not know about you guys, Phoenix and Crimson, is that you actually came into the lifestyle through the kink side. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was where you cut your teeth, so to speak.
4: Right. When we began kind of expanding the boundaries of our marriage, we have a great dungeon locally, the Phoenix Club. So we started going there and hanging out. It's a very good dungeon to begin with. Very nice place. Upscale, classy as far as dungeons that I've been to so far. People were really friendly. There's no pressure to do anything that you're uncomfortable doing. You can go there and just watch all night. They're fine with that. You can talk to people. Everyone's friendly and open. So that was a good introduction for us. It got us to explore some of our own boundaries. We got to watch other people. And you know, just like you were nervous about the first group scene, it's, it's always nervous to put your relationship in a place where you're not sure how it's going to go. You're not sure what's going to be expected of you. You're not sure if you're going to be willing to participate in what's expected of you. All that was instantly smoothed over because there was no expectation. It was a very open, inviting place. So that was, that was fortunate for us that we had somewhere like that to go hang out and meet other people, watch other people, see what this was all about. And so we enjoyed that for mm-hmm. a couple of years. And then moved into ethical non-monogamy and opening our relationship up that way as well.
0: And so it made the perfect sense to when we started talking about this, the swing and the kink side, and how different those camps mm-hmm. are. You guys had an idea already on the kinkster side, right. having come from there, about what some of the issues were, or some of the things that you had right. experienced. Because we seeing. had
1: already tried to introduce fellow swingers to some kinky play, mm-hmm. and they were a little scared or apprehensive so that kind of gave us the sense that we wanted to approach it not in a scary way.
4: And that leads to the misunderstanding. This right. has to be scary. This has right. to be pain. This has to be degradation.
2: Well, they're two very, very different communities. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. and yes. So, Which people may not understand right. that they are incredibly different communities. Right. And we've often wondered, well, why is that? Because we have so much in common, right. in the sense right. that we're kind of right. You, you would know, think we're all kind of outside. <laughs> we're outside
1: with. of the Manila world, yeah. so I figured. We oh, each, we should all get along great, right, and exactly. we were actually very surprised. Yeah, but each community
2: kind of has its own stereotypes and its own kind of right. ideas about what the other. And each one has their
1: own rules too, and very so, much so like when you're going into say a BDSM kinky kind of scenario, they're not going to know those rules, so right. it, it's. Right.
2: Well, just just as a as a threshold level, I mean, as swingers, we kind of in our very first, everybody knows our our very first experience. Those were kinksters, yeah, and we didn't know it, and we were kind of freaked out about what we were walking into, and didn't really understand what they were into. And
0: our first swinging experience, uh, yeah,
2: exactly, exactly, the one that we talked about in episode two. Mm -hmm. That you know, that kind of got us going. We had some real conceptions about what these BDSM folks were all about that were very strongly held beliefs that we, at the time, were very terrified of BDSM and kink. We thought that like all these kinksters are just really deviant and dark and scary, right. and this mm-hmm. is dangerous, and this is all about beating people. And we right. talk about it a little bit in episode 34. Right. Mm-hmm. But, all I want to do
1: is hurt you. <laughs> right. And,
2: and, and it's all about pain and degradation, and those were the conceptions that we had going in. And I think that this is a relatively common conception among mm-hmm. other swingers yeah. that that's what BDSM's all about and that's what kink is all about but you know as marina said it, that's naivete we just really didn't know any differently right but on the other side of it i mean the kinksters from your from you guys right side, right i mean like we had a, we
4: had a dinner one night uh, as an example of how kingsters view swingers we had a dinner one night with fellow kingsters we were going to an event at the dungeon actually at the mm-hmm. Phoenix club. And we had a vacation coming up. We were headed up north Georgia, and someone at the dinner was familiar with the area. And so they started talking with us, and they're like, oh, you should really go to this club. You should really check out this place. Don't go here. That's a swingers club. You don't want to go there. And we just like made eye contact across the table, and we immediately knew, don't tell them we're also <laughs> swingers. <laughs> <laughs> that might not go well here. And so we talked about that later, and we were like, wow, what was that all about? That was the first time someone had openly said... You don't want to associate with swingers to us. And then as luck would have it, uh, a couple of years later, I bumped into them again. And I asked, I said, hey, you know, remember when we had dinner way back and we're talking about this, and you made this comment about swingers. Now, the context in which I was having this conversation with her at that moment, it was blatantly obvious that both of us were also swingers. And so I they said, were
0: also they swingers. were also swingers. You did yeah. not know at the we time. We did not. Right. Right. Yeah,
4: yeah. We'd known them for like 15 minutes at dinner. And so I asked, I said, what was that all about? And she said, here's the thing. She said, swingers have no concept of consent. You walk into a swinger club, especially someone like her, she walks into a swinger club, they're going to descend upon her like wolves. And we wouldn't send someone who didn't know that into an environment like that. We would say, yeah, maybe not a place for you to go. That got us thinking. So we started thinking about the differences in what we had learned from the kink community and what we had learned recently from the swinging community. And she was right to a degree, not completely, but to a degree. Kinksters take the notion of consent incredibly serious. You don't touch a kinkster without explicit permission from them and oftentimes from their partner. And swingers kind of had this idea that you come to the house party, well, you came here for a reason. That was kind of giving consent when you walked in the door. Kingsters would never think of things that way. So there's a big difference in consent. But there's also differences in rules of etiquette. We had a house party at a swinger's house one night and someone wanted to get tied up and flogged. And so I'm always happy to accommodate. And so I did. And within 30 minutes, it turned into this big, huge kind of sex puppy pile on the bed with me still trying to flog her. And and people I'm like,
1: getting in the way. I have completely <laughs> <You were laughs> lost control of the
4: situation. I'm going to put somebody's eye out. These folks have no clue how to behave hmm. in a kink environment. And that was the other big thing that we realized. So there's there's a misconception in perceptions, which, to be honest, the kink community does fuel that. I mean, all the imagery that you see in social media, no one's ever talking about the lighter side of kink, by and large. It's all dark and dangerous, and, and that's for effect. Right, that's Um, Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Right, right, right. Things like that. Yeah. But there's also a big difference in consent, and there's a big difference in communication. You know, is communication an implied thing? Or is it an explicit thing? And, and those are the big differences that we see in the two groups.
1: I do think it's starting to change, though, in the swinger community, because I know at Naughty New Orleans, everywhere you see, there's consent, mm-hmm. consent, yeah, consent. Yeah. You know,
2: the signs all Strong over the place. Strong yes.
1: Yeah. You know, no means no. And so, uh, be- enthusiastic. Which is what? We, right. we're right. policing why. ourselves as mm-hmm. well. So, I, I do believe we're getting better at that. Yeah.
0: Well, even at Naughty, no answer is not yes. I forget how they put it. Yeah, Yeah. but it's not a strong yes. It needs to be, you need to ask. Right. And so, and I think in the swinger verse, when you're in that environment, people are pretty respectful. What happens is that it's so, it's just so different. A swinger couple might come up and kind of stand near another couple who's already having sex. So that's kind of in a scene. They're kind of doing their thing and they're right there. They're up close and they're hoping maybe they'll get invited in. They might look, they might tap on the shoulder or whatever they might say hey but they'll usually be respectful if the other couple says no thank you or we'll meet up with you later whatever that is in the kink community you don't get that close right Right. yeah you You don't don't ever come up to someone and be like "Ooh, can i join in so there are different levels of the same Mm -hmm. kind of thing but it's just there it's just different
4: right and even as you said that i realized something i'd never realized before but in the swinger community, there's al- – so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's always a chance you're going to get invited to jump on the bed with them. Right, yeah. In the kink community, yeah. there's never no a chance. <laughs> this is right. our scene, go the right. fuck away. Right. Yeah.
0: That's a really, That's true. a great way to put That's it. a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, you
2: never, first of all, you, you, you never interrupt somebody's scene in the kink community, but you never even have the imagination that you might.
4: Yeah. Right, there, right. Or you shouldn't. There's no right. such thing yeah. as come join our scene.
2: Yeah, no, that never happens. It never happens. Right.
0: And part of what we found so important And this is why we created Swinky Life was to be able to help educate the groups about their differences so that as swingers become more interested in learning about kink and trying Mm -hmm. kink. They need to understand these different rules right. to be successful at even trying it. Right. Right. And so that's what's become so important. It's like, how do we get on that soapbox and say, listen, the communities, you have a lot to share. Share with each other. But here's the things you need to do to respect each other's differences. And kinksters, don't get mad. Just take that moment to make it a, a
3: teaching. Yeah. yeah, make it that's a all teaching it. moment. That's it is is an education it's thing, just Yes. Know,
0: but swingers, don't get in. Like, if you're in someone's face and during a scene, that's not the moment to educate either so it's like it's just us as kinksters us as swingers helping educate everybody and i say us meaning globally like kinksters should be open it would be lovely if they were open to explaining this to more swingers and it would be great if swingers were open to learning about that respecting it and then saying you know on this side we do things a little bit differently Mm -hmm. but i totally get where you're coming from and i respect that exactly
4: And I want to circle back to something we touched a moment ago, and then we shifted really quick. I think it's important for us to say, we understand, we agree. Both communities are respectful of the rules in their community. No one's trying to disrespect anyone else's rules. They just don't understand. No Mm -hmm. one's ever explained it to them. And so if a swinger goes to a dungeon and they get too close to you during a scene because they're really interested, that's what they've been taught In their social group, if you turn around and look at them harshly and say, get the fuck away from me, you have not made a friend now. (laughs) You have not helped the situation become smoother. It's a valid response, Mm -hmm. but you haven't educated them. All you've done is reinforce the notion that kingsters are dark, dangerous people. And so that's what we try to accomplish. We try to help educate and help them understand because we know that if they understand, they will respect. That's the whole thing.
0: Right. And to be able to say, not now. I'll talk to you about this later. Please back away. Right. Or call the dungeon master. And And let them explain. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and help them have with that. But yeah, but seriously, and that is a pet peeve of ours also when we we see people that don't understand those rules. And so it wouldn't be against something that we might go up to somebody and say, hey, look, you can't, you, you need to back up a little bit. And, and come over here. See how this? there's a line right here? That's because you're not supposed to cross. <laughs> there's a literal, I, literal this line. This duct tape on <laughs> yeah. the floor well, is for you. <laughs> and oh, because... There, you know, if you're scening and there's equipment involved, you need you space. Get, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's so, physically dangerous. You don't know. And, and right. the person, if the kink scene is going on and they don't know what, they're, they're into their scene. They're not thinking that, oh, my God, there might be someone standing behind me. So I don't wheel back this vlogger like that.
4: And even us, as experienced as we are, in the last year, I can remember at least two times where we were in a large, crowded, busy dungeon. And I all of a sudden realized, I'm standing too close to this guy. Mm. I didn't think I was too close, but he's swinging a six-foot whip. <laughs> I'm too close. <laughs> well, those so stations are know. usually set up a they the other side. They oh, are. Yeah. But still, it's. The, the point I'm making here is it's your job, not his job, to understand what that safe distance is. And right. you really have to pay attention. You can't just wander around casually in a kinkster environment. That's one of the things, right? You have to pay attention to where you are and what other people are doing
2: that's a great way to put it cuz mm-hmm. i found myself in the same position at this event that we were at mm-hmm. uh, the same one that you're talking about and for me it was it was really crowded and in order to walk through i had to like wait snake my way through and but i was very very aware but i still well even being aware i still wound up closer than i should have been to mm-hmm. some people who were zaning and so it's awareness it is yeah
0: and as i said i think that that's a big piece of it is what we wanted to do is to be able to educate people about it And also to help kinksters understand that all swingers aren't like that. We're swingers, right? Right. And we're not like that because we're also kinksters, and we understand. But we took the time to educate ourselves. Exactly.
1: We we took the time to learn the rules. And so,
0: and I think one of the best things in Phoenix. You mentioned it too, and we all have been to our local dungeon, like you said, which happens to be called the Phoenix Club. No relation. No relation. (laughs) relation.
4: (laughs) Just damn good choices in names.
0: (laughs) And we went to their orientation the very first time we. Ever went, and most dungeons will have an orientation Mm -hmm. night if you haven't, if you're not a member. And I highly, highly, Mm -hmm. highly recommend finding your local dungeon. We've talked about this before. They are there, people. You just have to find them. They're in your neighborhoods. But go on an open orientation night or a newbie night and learn. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to want to do anything. But if you're at all interested, those are usually great opportunities to learn some really basic, not only just kind of
1: protocols and procedures, but to see what is in the Mm -hmm. world of kink. Um, and they usually have classes, you know, like a flogging 101 class right. or rope mm-hmm. class and things like that.
0: Our, our dungeon does, absolutely. And it's really cool and it's a really great way to do something, as you said, Phoenix, in a very controlled environment and super friendly people. And they generally want to teach you all those things because you're not – it's in that teaching environment. They're in that teaching stage. They're right. in that come and learn about all of this. Not You're not walking up to somebody and, at an event in the middle of their scene.
4: And you know, that brings up a good point too. We haven't really talked about this before, but as you say that, one of the differences that I see in the swinger community and the kink community is the kink community is much more attuned to raising up the next generation that's going to follow behind them. They consider it an honor to pass the torch, teach the skills teach the mindset and so they're very active about it you know it's, it's not like they're out recruiting your children <laughs> but if you're interested yeah. they are more than happy to take the time and do the work to teach you whatever you want to learn. That's a great point point. and I
2: remember and I forget whether it was at Chicago or this West, West Beach one. was it at mm-hmm. Beyond Kinky Leather? College
0: yeah. was Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Kinky College is in Chicago and Beyond, Beyond Leather, Leather was one here
2: One of those, West there was an actual West,
1: That was the, okay. uh, uh, yeah, the Next Leather. Generation
2: Yeah. Yes. And, and and, and, we- it, and actually, that was the title It was like mm-hmm. bringing along the next generation or something to that effect. Yeah, that's a really they're great serious point. about it, and and also just in community building because so within the king community there are in every well in most areas there are munches and so basically that's where y'all get together mm-hmm. and you have lunch or breakfast or whenever the day is and it's not a sexual thing and you go to an actual just public restaurant and you guys you know everybody we socialize talks. yeah. yeah talk about your kinks yeah yep. exactly kinks that you like yeah exactly and and you can't whatever. talk about that with your co-workers in a, it's, in, <laughs> it's in a vanilla setting but right. you talk about your community and yeah. What, yeah yeah exactly and so we don't do that as swingers because then it devolves into a orgy into <laughs> an orgy <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, yeah, we
3: Oops, were... did
1: I say that <laughs> <laughs> those That's darn
3: swingers it. we just
0: we just skip to straight to here let me show you what that looks like yeah and take off all our clothes
2: <laughs> at the IHOP yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what we just did
4: was fuel um, those negative conceptions we of what we our yeah.
0: own, our own people. Well, but that
4: edible. you know, so that goes to a point that we made earlier today there are when some we were talking. Depends on the Stereotypes venue. exist for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And so, just like I said, the kink community doesn't do themselves any favors by consistently putting those images out there mm-hmm. in social media and film and arts. And the same thing could be said of the swinger community. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do promote those negative perceptions as a community. I think that's shifting. Like you said, Crimson, there are some perceptions and some ideas that are really becoming more modern and a little more expansive, but it's, it's still an issue. You know, the stereotypes persist and we persist them.
0: And I was going to say, on the other side of that, yes, the stereotypes persist. When Tristan and I are interviewed on vanilla podcasts, and they ask us about, you know, swingers and what are swingers
1: like and things like that,
0: we talk often about how not everybody is just out to have sex with
1: everybody else. Right, right. right. We are discerning. Right. We and, don't fuck everybody. Right. Now,
0: and some, some might, might, and that's <laughs> that's okay. That's <laughs> their thing. Right. <laughs> But it's not a blanket, right. you know, a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of that is when we go to kink events and people find out that we are swingers. We actually phrase it, learn to phrase it a little bit differently. We we just tell people we're not monogamous. Mm-hmm. And we will oftentimes get kinksters that will come up to us and say, "I want to talk to you about that because that's really what I thought I was doing, and I ended up in the kink, which I love." Mm-hmm but i really had this interest in Nominami, but i didn't know how to do that right. and the only thing i knew how to do was find this dungeon and find this kink and they're not the same at all right. and so right. on the other side of the coin when we're talking and we do we we go places of swinky life then on the kink side are very comfortable obviously in talking about how to help the kinksters who are interested in learning about non-monogamy or opening up their relationships. And of course, they have all the same concerns and worries that any vanilla couple would is like, this is going to hurt my relationship. How do you possibly do that? How would you not? How do you not get jealous? Mm -hmm. All of those exact same things that are true for everybody are true for them as well. And so it's fun to be able to educate them to take those moments in their own kind of setting to be able to say, well, here's what we do and here's what we did, but we're also on the kink side. So it kind of gives them an ease of mind mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're also part of that right. community. Right. right. And so it's like, oh my gosh, you you can do you both. You can do. have. You're yes. right. And but they are still very highly, highly interested in how this works and how you possibly do that. But I will say, I think we've had such great interactions at both the last two kink events at Kinky College yes, and Beyond have. Leather yeah. in meeting groups that are so open to hearing about both sides of our mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't dynamic. pick
1: up any negativity Not at all. all. I think they saw us and were so intrigued by our relationship and, and how we work it. They're like, how do you guys work this out? Right. right. We just do. We just do.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes harder than others, but yeah. we still work it through. And so it's been really a kind of our own decision to be able to get out there and spread this message. But we're passionate about it because it's something that we see and we love both communities Mm -hmm. so much that we want people who want to be able to be on both sides of that coin to be comfortable and understand there's a place for them. There's a place for everybody.
2: Right. Right. It's my then diagram. <laughs> that's right.
0: Except for I it's, forget. It's where
2: it's where kink and swinging intersects, and then there's a little ellipse in there that where we fit. <laughs> we'll put it, I'm
4: sorry. It, how did that look again?
2: <laughs> it, uh, it, no, a little is. visual. Actually, that's like I a ellipse. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we should really be videotaping this. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. looks like a, your imagine. intersection looks
0: like a vagina.
4: Yeah. What yeah. are the odds of that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. imagine. As, with
2: you, <laughs> with me, pretty damn good,
0: right? <laughs> As Tristan is holding his hands up to show his Venn diagram, we'll take a picture and we'll put it. That'll, be, that'll Venn
3: diagram. be the picture
1: for the show notes. <laughs> yeah. oh, that'll be our picture. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll have to do that. God. For oh, sure, gosh. absolutely. Yeah, Nobody will understand but us. Yeah. Or so, the listeners, once they get to this part. know. They all haven't been like, yeah, well Oh my gosh.
0: So what we really wanted to do was talk about why we're here, what we're doing, and it seemed like the perfect opportunity and time to talk about Swinky Life and introduce you guys and everybody out there into what Swinky Life is about and why we're here and why you're going to start seeing more about it because we have found different ways. One of the classes, so we're teaching a kink 101 class. Mm-hmm. and one At th- Naughty in New Orleans. At Naughty right. in New Orleans, yes. And one of the things that's important for us was to be able to tell swingers that kink isn't all bad and painful, like we said earlier. So we actually have like a, the softer, sensual side of kink. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what that looks like mm-hmm. and how you can take kind of those baby steps. And we have found it fascinating that sometimes people say, oh, I don't like kink. I'm not into kink. I'm not kinky. But yet we go to these, the swinger events and you can't get into the dungeon, but no one's kinky. But they're all waiting their turn to try the floggers, and they want to try all the different things. And so our mission kind of is to be able to say, it's okay, you can talk about wanting to be kinky, and you can talk about those things. And you can even do the baby steps and start to incorporate them in your own Mm -hmm. bedroom play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So that's part of the other piece of the puzzles. Just like everything else, it's a spectrum when we talk about it ad nauseum. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, we do. And I tend to land on the softer end yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah. I like the sensation. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, well, we all like that as a foundation.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The other class that we're also teaching are Bridging the Gap class, which is... Much like this, it's just mm-hmm. talking about the different sides and introducing. Since it's a swinger event, we'll be talking more about what the Kingster side looks like. Mm-hmm. We're so fortunate to be able to bring this to people and talk about it. Something yeah, that we're I'm passionate about. about it, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's Swinky Life.
2: That's swinky. We, yeah. swinky. we are Swinky. We are Swinky. We are, we swinky. are swinky Life. <laughs> we are living <laughs> the Swinky Life.
0: We are living the Swinky Life. Absolutely. <laughs> And it's oh, we've had so really much fun. fucking fun. Yeah, it, is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I highly recommend it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As we're driving on I four today, and Crimson and I are in the back seat of our car, and Marina's driving, and Phoenix is turning around teaching us a new knot
3: <laughs> to, <laughs> so, <we can laughs> so that so we can
2: handcuff each other with rope. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's not. Hot.
3: I know that's that not something hot. that
2: most that most people do. Right on, you, on a road trip, oh, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it made I for much more enjoyable.
2: Yeah, really, it was a lot of
3: fun.
0: But now you have a new skill. Now I have a new skill. You do. <laughs> with soft, sensual, sexy rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hot. Yeah, and it's it's easy and it's fun and it's spicy and it just is awesome. Yes, it's really cool. What else? Anything else? No, but I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's already planning. Over there, He's huh? already planning his uh, evening <laughs> exercises. That's practice. right. You got to practice. practice. You got to practice.
3: That's what
2: we call it around here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that we kind of explained a little bit about what was going on with the Accidental Swingers, with where we are in our journey and our lifestyle, and the worlds are kind of colliding faster than we thought. This was not something that when Tristan and I started this journey that we ever thought that we would be talking about, not to mention having a podcast about it at all, but that kink would become a part of our lives. And as we grow in our journey in kink, we will bring you along for the ride because it has been an amazing experience. And when we have found things that have helped us push our boundaries a little bit, it has paid off in dividends, I would say. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. if we're not comfortable, we just say, mm, not ready to do yeah. this yet. And then, you know, come back to it later or not. Right. But that's the beautiful thing about kink. There's so mm-hmm. many different ways. There's so many different things that you can do. And if this particular style doesn't suit you, then there's other things to do. When Phoenix and I first met in New Orleans, and we didn't have that, that audio, but the f- second night that we all met, so yes. after the mm-hmm. group yes. sex night, yeah. was the night in the dungeon. Night in the dungeon. And Phoenix had. Uh, Wait, there
2: may be audio. Oh, oh, I don't know. Really? Oh, there might. I, my, I yeah, didn't, right. we I didn't listen far. that far ahead. Yeah. Well,
0: I can still tell the story, and then yeah. we'll, we'll oh, hear yeah, it in we'll real time when ahead. we get when we get there. Um, but he was tying people up because they wanted to be tied and flogged, and so I stood there and watched the whole time, the whole time watching him working with people, watching him tie. I was fascinated by it. It's so cool. The rope is really pretty, and it just was amazing. But I thought I would never let someone do that to me. And at the end of the night, he said to me, I don't, I didn't tie you. Why didn't I tie you? And I said, you will never (laughs) do that to me. (laughs) I would never let anyone do that to me. Go check Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to me, it was so, um, you had to trust those people who may or may not have known you very well. Some of them, I don't you may have just met. We met most of them the night before. Okay. So I was like, how would you trust someone to tie you to something like that and then let somebody else use an implement on you like that? And I... Didn't understand. And there were people with bruises. And I'm like, I would never want my ass bruised like that. I just don't understand it. It doesn't look nice. It doesn't, I, I can't, it has to hurt like a motherfucker to have that happen. And so there were all these misconceptions, and, and I stood there and watched the whole thing, and I'm like, that will never be something that I do. But I was I was mesmerized by watching it all go down, and mesmerized by being in the dungeon watching so many different people doing so many mm-hmm. different things. It was just insane. It was crazy. It was awesome. But I just was still convinced I didn't think that that was something that would ever happen. And Phoenix said, and of course, we had then already been introduced to kink. We knew some the, of the kink stuff already. You know, we'd point, already been, yeah, yes, we had yeah. been with the captain for a while. And so I knew what that level of intimacy was for people to allow someone to do that for them, or at least on my own personal level, that it would have to be incredibly deep to trust someone like that. And I just didn't know that I was gonna be able to find someone that I mm-hmm. would trust like that. But Phoenix asked me and said, well, can I show you, can I teach you? And I said, if you let me do it to you, because I wanted to learn. I didn't want it just done to me. I wanted to learn what it was like to tie. That was what was interesting to me. And so that was the fuel that kind of led to that. And now I love it. I I just love it. And it is so mesmerizing. But I do it in a different way and what I love about it. And the things I want to learn, I see other people do. And I'm like... That's the rope style that I think I would really gravitate towards because guess what? There are tons of different styles. There's Mm -hmm. tons of different ways that you can do the different types of rope work. I found something that I think is really going to be great, and I don't know yet. I'm going to learn that style and learn what that means for me. But I think just in opening my mind and allowing that to happen, And finding someone who I happen to have been incredibly attracted to, allow that to happen. And as our relationship grew, that became relatively easy. It became easier for me to let that go and to say, yes, I want to try this.
4: Thank you. You're Um, welcome. And I'd like to follow up on two specific points you just touched on there. You mentioned the trust that's involved, right? So we talk about this a lot in the workshops, and this is my stock answer. Anytime I get this question, which we get these questions all the time from our swinger friends, what is the attraction for you to tie some other woman up? Why do you even want to do that? And my first always answer is for a human being to put their selves into my hands and allow me to do something that might be dangerous that might be painful depending on how we agree it will be done. The amount of trust that that person is giving me in that moment is insane. And it just happens to be my personal bent that trust and intimacy are a huge turn on. And so we meet at a party, we meet at a dungeon, you say, would you please tie me up? We have the appropriate discussions first, of course, but ultimately I tie you up. For me, that is a huge turn on. Mm -hmm. Just the trust and intimacy that you transfer in that moment of allowing me to do that with you. That's a big part of the whole attraction for kink and BDSM all around, actually. And then the other thing you said was being in the dungeon, being in that environment, standing there and watching all of these other people engaged in all of these behaviors. You know, that takes me back to a moment that we shared recently at one of the events that we were at. It was very late. We were essentially closing the dungeon down, which we might do on occasion. (laughs) And we were done. We had finished our scene. We're sitting there on the floor, piles of rope all around us. And we're just, because we knew the dungeon was going to close in like 10 minutes. So we're just sitting there. There's no rush to get out of the way. We're sitting there watching everyone else, still going at it, trying to get that last 30 minutes in before the lights come on, the music goes off. And I said, this is so cool. I am so at home here because I understand other people would look around and say, oh my God, how can they do that to each other? I look around and all I see are people freely, openly displaying their affection for one another in the way that they both agree is right for them. And that's the cool thing for me about, and I love being in the dungeon. Oh my God, I would live in a dungeon (laughs) 24 by 7. But that's what I love about it. There's no judgment. There's, you know, as long as you're obeying the rules of the dungeon, you express your personal affection for your partner in whatever way you two agree is appropriate. And... The creativity is off the fucking chain. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times it is.
4: Yes,
2: And More to come.
0: More to come. And it's okay, by the way, to be in, in a dungeon or something and be like, oh, I would never you do that. The yeah, <laughs> there's no fucking yeah, way. Just yeah, just give it time. Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, I think, though, the point that, it that's what I'm saying. It's okay to be like, oh, I would never, ever do that. you don't don't have to. Right, you don't have to. Mm. That's the beauty of it. And you don't have to understand it. What we're saying is just at least respect it. Right. It's all about the alternative love and lifestyle. And that that umbrella is over so many things. It's over same-sex couples. It's over, you know, it's an alternative love and lifestyle. Just be open to what that means for other people. And we say it. I think, and we've heard of it in the King community, you don't yuck somebody else's yum. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it. Doesn't mean you have to want to do it. Doesn't mean you even are interested in hearing about it, but... We respect that choice of people right. mm-hmm. and let them and be, and right. let them be, yeah. because right. it's important that we get to live our lives the way we want. So we don't want to be judged. Right. Again, as long as it's a consensual thing, they've agreed on it. It's what they that's how they want to express themselves and how they want to push themselves or whatever that means for them. It's amazing to watch and an amazing energy to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So.
2: so I think it's so interesting hearing you say that your turn on is receiving that trust. Mm-hmm. And having somebody trust you mm-hmm. to do that, for me it's the opposite. For me, it's surrendering and giving that trust to somebody mm-hmm. else. That's what turns me on and that's what, what fuels and, and me. And that makes
4: perfect sense yeah. when you compare the two mm-hmm. of us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so mm-hmm. I you know, so I'm the one who's typically tied up somewhere and yep. getting spanked yep. and, by one of these two <laughs> lovely ladies or both if it's a great night. <laughs>
3: He yeah, loves Banks that. It does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's fun. <laughs> yeah,
2: so uh, and that really turns me on. And so it's really interesting. I mean, it's it's God, it's all over the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, it is. And so, and,
4: and to what she said when she said, "I have to be able to do this too." Teach me. Yeah, and you go both ways. That was a hell of a challenge. <laughs> that was a yeah, hell of so a many
2: challenge. Ways. Because yeah, because
4: you never let me do that. <laughs> my, my stock answer forever when people would say, and you let other people do this to you, my stock answer forever was, oh, hell no. Why the fuck would I do that? That's a stupid idea. <laughs> and it's flippant to kind of portray that image again mm-hmm. here for a second, right? Promote my own stereotype. But it was not an easy thing for mm-hmm. me to say, sure, I'll let you tie me up we eased into that, just like we eased into everything else. And you had to earn the right to take every step forward. And you earned it by learning and studying and practicing and getting good as a rigor on your own, which caused me to respect what you were trying to accomplish. And what I learned in the process was, Being in rope makes me a better Mm rigger because I begin to appreciate more the value of the things that I'm doing to another person and what works and what doesn't and just all of that. So it's definitely been a mutually beneficial experience, but it was definitely a stretch, too.
0: And I remember that too. And, and honestly, I, I don't know that I even actually have told you this, Phoenix. At all, those almost exact same words came out of my mouth to Tristan when Tristan said, "Would you ever do that rope thing?" I'm like, "Fuck no," because I don't think he would ever. Mm-hmm. have. I would never trust someone like that. I don't care how cute he is, mm-hmm. how much fun we had at the phone party. <laughs> like, there, that's a that's a whole nother level that I don't know that I would get mm-hmm. there with him. And this is, of course, you know, right at the very beginning right, or right. in the first couple of months or whatever. And it was like, I'm not sure because it was that. Ex- you had to earn that from me as well. Mm-hmm. And you did. You respected the fact that I said, no, I'm not going to do this. And you're not going to do that. And well, I laughed
4: a little, but I did you respect did. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think your your response was, hmm, we'll see. <laughs> and I said, hmm, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, my, we will. My, my
2: response as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were no, not, I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah I didn't like
2: you that were not, well. Yeah. And so, but tying this back up. The same thing that I think strengthens our relationship, and I'm looking at you, Marina, that strengthens our relationship as swingers, I think also strengthens our relationship as kinksters, which is vulnerability. To me, that's the crux. So when I say my turn on is becoming vulnerable and giving that trust to somebody else, To me, vulnerability is like just hugely emotionally impactful. And so that is what with swinging allows us to forge a stronger relationship. Also in our kink journey allows us to forge a stronger relationship and allows me to forge a stronger relationship with Crimson Mm -hmm. because I'm being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and vulnerability is what leads to trust and trust is what leads to intimacy and intimacy leads to love. And so that's kind of how, to me, it all ties together. And I've said that phrase many, many times throughout the podcast. But I ne- And I never really thought that that would ever happen, you know, as I'm tied to a spanking bench and <laughs> getting <laughs> But that's how it all ties together. And so it's counterintuitive, but everything that we're doing is counterintuitive. Right. So,
3: <laughs>
4: So I want to summarize in a nutshell what I think I just heard you say. That BDSM and kinky behavior has the potential to strengthen the intimacy of a relationship.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: That's, that's exactly the message we want to convey to our swinger right. friends. And right. that's part of what swinky life is all about. That's the answer to why the hell do you do that sit?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a great synopsis. Yeah. An unplanned <laughs> synopsis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, we'll have to take that out. It wasn't in the outline. <laughs> It was not
2: in the outline. Oh, it was pretty good though, so we might leave that in. All right, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. What was my outline? I know. That's, I know. That's always laughing. So I, I can ad lib. I have license to ad lib in my own outline.
0: Okay, only I don't get to ad lib. No, you Uh-oh. don't. All uh, All right, no. But anyways, that's exactly it. There you go. The foundation of everything, of all of it, right there and it goes for both sides you can't have a successful non-monogamous relationship either if you mm-hmm. don't have that level of trust and, and mm-hmm. intimacy and communication so they're they're the same just mm-hmm. very different mm-hmm. yeah so, welcome to the Swinky Life, everybody. Welcome to the welcome Swinky, to swinky life. life. We'll be your hosts. <laughs> we'll be your guides. Oh yeah, we will. We'll be your guides, the Swinkly. That's
2: right, in the Swinky Life. Swinky Sherpa. Yes.
0: So that's what we're going to be doing at Naughty in New Orleans. And when we get there, and we're going to be teaching classes and talking about our relationship, our dynamic. We're going to be talking about Kink One Hundred One. We're actually going to be doing a beginner bedroom rope play class, which we're Really excited about. Yeah, it's that's going to be, be a lot super of fun. Yeah, super fun. fun. Just like super s- simple, easy stuff that you can do in the bedroom to spice it up. Or with. in the back of your car. On I-4.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> not if you're driving. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I did not participate. I kept both hands on the wheel. Whatever. Oh, boring. So responsible. I know.
4: Well, they were tied to the wheel, so you had no choice. <laughs> That helps.
0: That helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. I'm here all week. <laughs> but that's really what it's about. And that's what we were wanting to do. And so when you tune in to our social media channels, uh, Instagram, of course, you can find us as at Accidental Swingers or at...
2: At Marina's Tristan.
0: But also, we've talked about it the last couple of times, we are, you can also find us at, at...
4: At Swinky underscore life. There
1: you go. And... At Crimson Dragonfly underscore SL. That's right. For Swinky Life in case you didn't pick that up. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) that's the four of us. And you can follow us on our Instagram accounts. We will be doing a ton of, we're going to try and do a ton of pictures and hopefully some stories and reels and things like that through our journey through new orleans so we hope that you join us on our social media sites for that you can also check out the swinky life website www.swinkylife.com which is spelled s-w-i-n-k-y swinky life Mm -hmm. so you can find out more information there you'll see our story you'll see some of the outlines of some of the workshops we do we actually have some blog posts on there that introduce ourselves as kinksters kind of talking about that a little bit more so if you want to read a little bit more about our evolution and our journeys Mm -hmm. uh, that is there as well and of course you can find us on our website accidentalswingers.com for all of the information there on our podcast and our travels and all the other shenanigans and things that we are up to are on our website
2: there are many more more shenanigans in the yes. making there's, oh yes there are yes
0: yeah <laughs> we say that all the time we're like there's great things coming people but there's great things coming there people there's some <laughs> th- yes, there are. great things we coming. have some yeah. some awesome irons in the fire so to speak to kind of stoke that kink thing going there you go
2: <laughs> and the swing thing <laughs> and the swing yes. thing that's right
0: there you go so but i think that that's it for this
2: episode I think right So yeah yep.
0: welcome to swinky life
2: welcome to swinky life i know there we go. Cheers, guys. Yeah, oh yeah, I let's do, our do it. Our drinks are
0: all done. Oh! oh let's well. have a cheer. Oh, mine no, mine's, mine's not. not. All right, here's... Here, we're going yeah. to toast to Swinky Light. Oh, uh-huh, uh, here. here, I'll take go. the old-fashioned. There we go. All right, there we, there go. You know. there we go. And right. toast. <laughs> there you go. To Swinky Light. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. We hope that you enjoy this. We hope if you have questions, by the way, any questions that you want to ask us, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can DM any of us on our Instagram accounts, or you can also send emails, um, Marina at, Accidentalswingers.com. I think you are
4: Phoenix Fire at Swinky Life.com.
0: Okay. And then Tristan is Tristan at Accidental Swingers. Yes. And Crimson, Crimson you Dragon are Play. at Swinky Life. But point
2: out that your Phoenix Fire is not spelled the way that one might oh, expect. Yes. Oh, that's right.
4: P H O E N I X P H Y R E.
0: Yes. So if you're not sure, go to the website and it'll be there too, and you can do that as well. But anyway, so to join us there, if you have any questions, um, let us know. We are thrilled always to answer your questions. If you have, how do I get into this? What does this look like? All of those things. Happy to answer all of those questions for you as well, but follow us and we will see you next time
2: until next time. Until next
0: time. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Bye. Love this episode of the accidental swingers. Pop on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our show. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. You can also visit our website, accidentalswingers.com, to get show notes, read our blog, or find out about our next adventure. Join us next time and listen along as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The Lifestyle.